Thanks for listening to the Seeds Church Podcast. If you're in Middle Tennessee, we'd love to have you join us in person for one of our services. Check out SeedsChurchTN.com for times and locations. Hello there, Seeds Church family. Here we are in our Strong Families series again. Last week, we talked about strong families speak life. And we gave you some homework. We asked you to take some time this last week and to write a blessing over yourself, write a blessing over your family, write a blessing over your business. We know that when we come into agreement with God's blessing in our lives, there's exponential power in that because we're coming into agreement with the Lord, right? So we're, we're getting all of these strong families themes out of the book of Ephesians. And so here we are back in Ephesians and even Ephesians chapter 4. Last week we were talking about you know Ephesians 4, uh, verse 29, Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. But today we're going to jump down to the very next verse. And Jamie, why don't you read Ephesians 4, 30 and 31 for us. Ephesians 4.30 says, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So we're seeing a new theme emerging here for strong families, and that's what? We'll say it together. Strong, strong families, families forgive. forgive. That's right. And so Paul says it right here. He's saying, hey, let's forgive one another. And uh, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, duh, I've been a Christian for decades now. I've been a Christian for a number of uh, days, even. <laughs> and you know about forgiveness. You know it's something, it's a central yeah. part of Christianity. And but don't, something, don't walk away yet. Yeah. Don't turn off the computer. Hold on. Yeah. We often talk about this, and we're, we're, we come at the angle from what Paul's saying. He's saying, right. forgive others, right? Right. But uh, there's more to it than just forgiving others, right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, forgiving ourselves. And so today, that's what we want to focus on. Strong families do forgive. And we're going to talk about this, not just this week. We're going to continue talking about this because there's so much to talk about uh, in this particular subject of forgiveness. I think that you can't do it justice by just, you know, just a 30-minute message about it. I think it's very intense. It's a very important part of our Christian life. It's a very important part of what God's done for us. Right. So we're going to talk about this for a while, but we need to rewind a little bit and understand that in order to forgive others, we first need to realize and truly realize, not just here, but we need to make the connection from here to here mm -hmm. that we are forgiven by God. Yeah. So we need to first know that we receive forgiveness from Him. And then we forgive ourselves. We ought to. Mm -hmm. I think what the Lord is saying is, hey, it's okay to take a moment and look inside and go, forgive yourself. Let's start here. I think it's very important. If you know you've wronged somebody, if you know there's you know been a sin committed, well, if you're in Christ, God has already forgiven you. And that's not to say that, you know, you sh there's not no place for repentance. Obviously, there's place for repentance. Yeah. You can just simply say, Lord, you know what? I messed up. 
here's what I did. I, I, maybe I sinned against you. Maybe I sinned against myself. Maybe I sinned against my brother or sister. I ask you for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Guess what? He gives it to you. So receive it. Yeah. But then we're instructed to go to our brother and sister and, and ask for forgiveness yeah. from them. But they might not give it to you. <laughs> right. They might not. I've been in situations, even in this whole in this household, with our own kids. No. <laughs> we we we. <laughs> I, I think we've done a pretty good job, and it's not to say there's no room for improvement, but we've done okay, and we've been intentional about a culture of forgiveness in our house, about cultivating that and developing that. Yeah. From the time when our kids were little. Yeah. When they you know, sinned against one another, when they got into an argument, when they did something and there was a rift between them, we would say, all right, you need to go to them and say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? So it's not just the act of apology of saying, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but you're intentionally asking that person, will you forgive me? But you're giving them that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so we've done that in this house. We missed a little bit in there in the fact that we were saying to our kids, make sure that you ask that person, will you forgive me? And then the moment is over and you walk away. But a lot of times they would walk away, go back to the room and sit there and lament about what they did and didn't say to themselves, will you forgive me? Will you let it go? What you did, will you take a moment and say, I forgive myself? Yeah. So I, I want us to read this scripture again. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 4. But this time, let's read it in the message because uh, it, it says, communicates the same thing, but there's some other language here uh, that kind of stands out to yeah. us. Yeah, it says in the message, Don't grieve God. Don't break His heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. So don't take such a gift for granted. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talking. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. When I read this scripture and it says to not break God's heart, to not grieve the Holy Spirit, He is shaping us and making us fit for Himself and he wants to be invited into the most intimate parts of our life. Mm -hmm. And then Paul follows it up with, hey, get rid of all bitterness and anger and hatred and forgive one another. It shows us that this is how we grieve the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. This is how we break God's heart. Right. Is through unforgiveness, by holding on to unforgiveness. And again, it's not just about the act of forgiving others, but it's about the act of forgiving yourself. Mm -hmm. We have to be just as kind to ourselves as the Lord commands us to be kind to others. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that we're breaking God's heart when we don't forgive ourselves. Because He paid a price yeah. for that forgiveness. Yeah. He paid a price. And in saying that, He's not angry with you, but it breaks His heart because He so longs for you to walk in what He paid the price for, what He sent His Son for. He wants you to live in freedom. And unforgiveness is quite the opposite of freedom. It's very binding. Absolutely. Listen, this is a central part of the gospel, forgiving yourself. 
God's forgiven us, we're instructed to forgive others. Mm -hmm. But we have to forgive ourselves because if we don't, we are keeping ourselves back yeah. from being everything that God created us yeah. to be. I mean, it says it right there in Ephesians chapter 4 again, ver verse 30. Read that one part again for us, Jamie. Mm -hmm. It says, His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in us is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for Himself. So, He is trying to be intimate in every area of our lives. To make us fit. To make us himself. fit for Himself. To make us in the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just a, a work of our inward spirit. There's this outward work that the Holy Spirit, it, it, this work of sanctification. But when we don't forgive ourselves, it breaks God's heart, it grieves the Holy Spirit, and it pumps the brakes on the work of sanctification. It pumps the brakes on allowing the Holy Spirit to enter every part of our mm -hmm. life to make us like Christ. When I think about people in the Scripture who may have had a difficult time forgiving themselves, the first person that comes to my mind is the Apostle Paul. We know that the Apostle Paul was a Jewish religious leader before he you know met Jesus on the road to Damascus and became you know the apostle that that God intended for him to be he was out for the early church he had it out for them he was all about you know hunting them down because they were preaching heresy he thought so in acts chapter 7 we have this guy named Stephen he's one of the early believers and he's out preaching the gospel well the religious rulers didn't like that and so they're saying, you know, he's a heretic. And what do we do with heretics? We put him to death because it's a, it's a sin against God. And so they're going to stone him. Mm -hmm. and, and Stephen has not committed any crime except he's just saying, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's, he's the Son of Man. He's the Messiah of which was, has been prophesied about. And let's read here in Acts chapter 7 what happens. So starting in verse 54, it says, The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusations, and they shook their fists at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them, Look, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting, they rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. And at the beginning of chapter eight, it says, Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. This is a powerful account. And just for a second, I know that we're talking about the power of forgiving ourselves, but as we look at this story, here Stephen has not done anything wrong against these people. He's just literally preaching Jesus, and they're stoning him to death. And he taps into the power of forgiveness, the same power that Jesus demonstrated on the cross. When Jesus was nailed to the cross and he's hanging there and he's telling God, God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. 
and he's releasing that power of forgiveness. It's the same power of forgiveness that's available to us and it's available to Stephen. And Stephen mm -hmm. says the exact same yeah. thing as he's being stoned to death. God, don't hold these people's sins against them. Mm -hmm. Powerful. But here we have this guy, Saul, <laughs> this religious leader named Saul, who later is, we know, is Paul. Mm -hmm. And he is there at Stephen's death and, and they're laying their cloaks, they're laying their coats at his feet and he's this guy and he's standing there, he's watching this and he's approving of this. Mm -hmm. And then later he has this, this encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. It completely changes his life. He, he says yes to the call of God on his life. And of course we know he writes epistle after epistle, letter after letter after letter to all of these churches, the early church. And he, all, not just in Ephesians, where he's talking about forgiving others, but all throughout the epistles, he talks about the power of forgiveness and how we need to release the power of forgiveness. And I can imagine that he practiced that himself, on himself. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I can't imagine the weight and the guilt that he would have carried remembering all the atrocities that he had committed against Christians, against Christ followers. And here he is in this moment having to go back through those and think, God, you forgave me. I forgive myself for that. Yeah. And so we, we say yes to the power of forgiveness. We say yes to receiving forgiveness from God. We say yes, obviously, because it's commanded to receive, to give forgiveness to others, but we've got to forgive ourselves too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this reminds me, uh, when we started talking about wanting to speak to uh, the church today about this, I started thinking of some different stories that I've heard throughout my life, and, and one of them, I called my dad just to make sure that I had all of the, the details correct and got permission from him to even share this. But when my dad was a junior in high school, um, he got up that morning before school, and his dad and him got in a huge argument. And um, his dad wanted him to do something, and my dad did not want to do it. So he told him no, went out of the house, went to school, and a few hours later, one of the women that they knew in town came to the school and got my dad out of class and told him that his dad had died. And my dad was angry. He was just angry. He said for two years he couldn't even cry. He couldn't even cry. And um, he ended up packing up his stuff and leaving and moving to California. And he said when he finally moved back, to Iowa, and he went and stood on his dad's grave and just began to weep and reckon with the fact that, that was the last encounter that he had had with his dad. And he said even then, he didn't know that he could forgive himself for that. And it wasn't until years later that God started revealing to him that it was okay, that God had forgiven him and that he needed to release forgiveness over himself because that one moment as a junior in high school was looming over him, constantly there. And so um, seeing that moment where you turn from something that happened way long ago, something in the past that, that the enemy just keeps slapping you up against the head with, that you can take that moment and turn it to the Lord and just say, God, I need you to forgive me. And of course he says, yeah, I do. But then you have to say, and I need to forgive myself. So when I was talking to my dad, 
we had this um, moment where he said, I need you to hear this. The key is this, a lot of times we say in our minds, I forgive myself, I forgive myself. But there's really no big change. And this goes right along with what we were speaking on last week, on speaking life over yourself. He said he found that when he released the words out of his mouth, that his heart began to change. Wow. And so what he found too was this, he couldn't, after years of carrying this guilt, after years of carrying this condemnation, he couldn't release it. And so he had to say to the Father, God, I need you to help me release this. I need you to help me forgive myself. So you take it to the Lord and you say, God, I need you. And then you say it out loud. I forgive myself for dot, 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 dot. It's just powerful. It absolutely is powerful especially when you think about how it ties into what we talked about last week, speaking life, strong families speak life, strong families speak blessing. Yeah. And, and if you're speaking life over yourself, over your family, if you're speaking blessing over yourself, over your family, that means you, you need to say out that you need, I, I forgive myself. Yeah. And if you're having a hard time doing that, if it's easy to receive forgiveness from God, you think, if it's easy to forgive others, you think, but it's not so easy to forgive yourself. The power of God is available yeah. to you to help you do this. Yeah. Just like the power of God is available to, for you to receive His forgiveness, it's available to you to give forgiveness. It's available to you to say over yourself, God, I need your help to forgive myself. I need you to speak to me now. I need you to show me the mm -hmm. truth about this situation. I need you to help me release this unforgiveness I have against my own self. Mm. You can do that today. Yeah. So I wanna read another account in the scripture to you this morning. So it says in John 8, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says, stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and he began to write in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. When we get to this point, we don't hear much more about this woman. That's the end of the story. I wish that it would go on and tell us more about what it was that happened after that. But we don't get a chance to see that. The other thing about this account that leaves us wondering is what was Jesus riding in the dust? I like to think that maybe Jesus was writing a message to her in the dust. I know some people think that maybe he was writing accounts of sins 
that had been committed by those who were accusing her. But I like to think that maybe he was bending down writing a note to her because he knew she was about to face. That moment right there, as awful as it was, I believe that maybe he was saying to her, be kind to yourself. Because he knew that the moment would pass, this moment would pass, and that he would flood his forgiveness upon her. But he also saw that that woman was going to get up from the crowd and she was going to go home. And that night, that the enemy was going to start to bombard her with all the mistakes she made, all the things that she had done wrong, and the thoughts of what people must have thought of her. And the next day, that woman was going to get out of her house and she was going to have to come face to face with those very people. She was going to have to hear the whispers. She was going to have to feel the cold shoulder of people that brushed past her or wouldn't come near her because they didn't want to be seen with her. That's that woman. And I believe that God would have said to her, Jesus would have written to her, be kind to yourself. Because it's super easy in a moment like that, it is super easy to say, oh, Jesus has forgiven me. And it's easy to look out and feel like, maybe these people have forgiven me. But then you go home and what you begin to wrestle with is, do I forgive myself? That's a daily battle that you face after something like this has happened. You say, I know that Jesus has forgiven me, but the enemy floods in through things that trigger memories. And I know that you may be facing that. Maybe there is something that has happened, something that you've done. Maybe even it's something that you've done this week. Maybe you've spoken harshly to your family. Maybe you've said something hurtful to your kids, or maybe you didn't get a chance to treat your dad nicely before he died. And the enemy likes to come in and beat you over the head. And even though Jesus has forgiven you, you live in shame and guilt and condemnation. And we know that is not from the Lord. But there's this cycle of guilt and shame. And what I want to encourage you to do today is to be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace. Jesus has given you grace. He's extended his grace to you. His mercies, it says that his mercies are new every morning to you. And so I wanna encourage you, I wanna encourage you today to be kind to yourself, to take this moment. And like my dad said, you can't just think, Oh, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. When those moments come in, when the enemy rushes in, you raise up a standard against him and you speak out of your mouth. No, I am forgiven and I forgive myself. And you push away those thoughts and you fill your mind with the word of God. Speaking of the word of God, I want to read this scripture that we've read twice already. I want to read it one more time. And I want us to use, put ourselves there and not just one another. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. This is not just speaking about your bitterness and your anger and your rage and your malice towards other people. 
but all those things that you yeah. might be holding toward yourself. The word of God to you today is this. Get rid of all bitterness against yourself. Get rid of rage and anger and brawling and slander. Mm. Along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to yourself. Yeah. Forgive yourself just as Christ in God forgave you. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself today. We're telling you strong families, forgive. They receive forgiveness from God. Yeah. They forgive one another, but they also forgive themselves. In just a moment, we're going to play a song for you that has been an anthem for me this whole year, just um, this whole last year where I feel like the Lord has reminded me of His love through His kindness. He has sent people across my path, just as I'm sure. I mean, I really do wish that there was more to this story, and someday maybe we'll get to hear more of the story. That maybe there were people that came across this woman's path that were so kind that showed the love of Jesus to her and said to her, be kind to yourself. And this song has, been, has done so much ministry to me because it says that the Lord, the Lord says to you, be kind to yourself. He says, I love the way that he's made your precious heart. And he says, I love you just the way that you are. But there's a part of the song that began to really minister to my heart. The bridge part says, how does it end when the war that you're in is just you against you against you? You've got to learn to love, learn to love. Learn to love your enemies, too. And loving your enemies, we've always thought of that outside of ourselves. But I think some of our greatest enemy, some of the greatest battle that you will face, the war is the war against you, against you, against you. That you're battling on the inside of you. And that is not God's peace. That is not God's plan. He wants you to totally receive His forgiveness and walk in total forgiveness towards yourself. Yeah. You have to learn to love your enemy. And sometimes that's your own heart. That's your own mind speaking to itself, reminding you of things. And sometimes it's the enemy coming in and reminding you. And that's why I would say today, be kind to yourself.
I love you just the way that you are I love the way he's shaping your heart Be kind to yourself Be kind to yourself Expect to be perfect, it's a fight you gotta forfeit. You belong to me, whatever you do. So lay down your weapon, darling, take a deep breath and believe that I love you. Be kind to yourself, be kind to yourself. So as we close today, what I would like you to do is take a moment right where you are, and I'm just going to pray over you, but I want you to think, if you just close your eyes right where you are, and I just want you to begin to think if there's something that you have been holding against yourself, if there is something that you have been allowing guilt and shame to be heaped upon yourself, and then what I want you to do is I want you to say, Father, Help me. Just say it to him. Say, Father, help me. And then I want you to say, I forgive myself out of your mouth, not just in your head, but say it out. Father, Father, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. And then go ahead and say what it's for. So God, I just come to you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you that we can forgive those who have hurt us. We can release them to you just as Jesus did, just as Stephen did. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And we can forgive ourselves. We can release our past to you. We can release what we did yesterday to you. We can release what happened this morning to you, Father, and say, God, help me be more like Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we don't want to grieve you. So come and help us. Help us be more like Jesus and help us walk in forgiveness towards others and forgiveness towards ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Stay connected with us at SeedsChurchTN.com and on social media. Our mission at Seeds Church is to help people discover who God created them to be and equip them to do what He called them to do. 
One of the easiest ways you can help us accomplish our mission is by simply sharing this podcast. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope to see you soon.